Hey guys, welcome back to the Mental Mobility Podcast. This is Pete. We are here at episode number 121. We have a guest for you. I kind of plugged her in a couple weeks ago, so you guys uh, are familiar with her. Um, if you haven't followed her, definitely follow her. I just met her. I, this is the first time actually um, seeing her face, like face-to-face. Before we just talked on, on the phone, I was outside of my, my daughter's dance class, and like we just connected then. And the story she told me is going to change your life. And at the same time, hopefully it impacts yours and or others, because that's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. And it's a very, very uh, heartfelt story. I'm going to let her do a lot of it, um, obviously. But for me, it just, I could listen to it like all day because there's so much more that we don't know about for people that are going through mental health issues and or even more, more importantly, like the people they are surrounded by. So as myself, when I was going through my struggle, I never really realized how much the people around us were being affected. Not that it's a problem, but we never think about it that way, especially when we're stuck in our own circle. So mm-hmm. it's a cool perspective to listen to. And would you love to introduce yourself, please? Yes. Uh, my name is Nubia, Nubia Kazara. And wow, it's been uh, quite the journey for me. Um, even just within the last year, talking about mental health and and just how you were expressing, I actually started to get a little emotional a little bit because you're right. It's the we don't people don't really understand or realize how much the family is affected, right? We we are there to support and love, and but when there's that blockage, you just you're not in a position to receive it. Right. And that's uh, something and I'm sure something you can relate with. You probably did have people trying to support you and try to get you going, but you were just kind of like that tunnel vision. Right. And uh, yeah, there's, there's just so many stories that people still don't understand. And uh, one thing, luckily through my healing, I had a couple people actually uh, tell me that, that you weren't there you know, try to actually make it my fault. Right. And, uh, (laughs) but they don't understand, right? They don't. So for me, I actually hold compassion for people um, who are in that, in in that space because they're also hurt, right? Right. And they don't understand. And I have to see things from a different lens. And I, um, so I hold a different type of understanding and uh, a different perspective, but uh, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely hard, but it, it had to happen that way. Right. You know, there's nothing that I could have done to change anything. My level of support and love was always what I thought was best at the time. Right. right. And uh, it all turned out for a greater purpose because right. right now I'm talking where my brother's not here no more. Right. right. So but there is, as we uh, go in our, in our conversation, there is something more beyond our own comprehension at the time when we suffer loss or someone we care about so much is no longer with us. And I, I have learned a lot since my brother's uh, passing right. and right. currently, which I feel blessed, is that he's, he's with me. He's with right. me constantly and uh, he made his journey to the other side so he can guide me in, in being a place where I'm at 
and it's it's honestly beautiful. I can say that wholeheartedly that my relationship that I have with my brother is actually better than when it was than what it was when he was alive, especially those last 15 years. And it's it's actually incredible. He he's himself, the person that he wanted to be right. in the spirit world and it's it's beautiful to be so connected to him now. Right. It's mm -hmm. it's interesting because it, I kind of think back to when we talked um, on the phone and you're explaining the situation. I think the, the viewers here, if you can, mm -hmm. please just like explain probably your brother's side, you know, because it's easy for us to look at our side. Mm -hmm. And as a person that yeah. was myself was in that that tunnel. Right. Yeah. I kind of did care about yeah. everything. I'm so grateful that everyone like talked to me and mm -hmm. tried to help me or go for walks with me. But like mm -hmm. in my mind, it was just a little different. It just was, a, I guess, mm -hmm. um, absorbed a little differently. Mm -hmm. You know, could you talk yeah. about your your brother? Like, Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're not born, right, with a mental illness per se, right? And we're all born these such beautiful human beings, so innocent. And it's through our journey and the things that we experience that can change the way we look at things and especially when you're young and in my brother's um my brother's case it all started um with being sexually molested by my my father's like best friend at the time right and when you're young especially being a boy which i feel it's uh boys because they're they're trying to be you know strong or or not uh, not say anything because you don't want anyone to know or right and for him all that I would say probably like a good maybe eight years before he even said anything and then when he did want to express what finally what you know what happened to him culturally um it was if they didn't want to let like accept what happened but also um, it's almost like a, it was in the past, you know, it's, it's not right. This is not what's happening now. You know, let's kind of like get over it in a way. Right. right. But I don't think that, I mean, my parents have never experienced these kind of things in the past before. So it was just kind of putting it to the side. And then I'm sure they, well, if we don't talk about it, maybe he'll just forget about it. Right. right. <laughs> so so that was the first experience. And um, so as a young boy, and I feel like this is actually very common, especially in our generations growing up in the 80s and 90s, yep. you know, boys don't cry, mm -hmm. you know, suck it up, all that kind of stuff, right? And I think that's exactly like what happened, right? You try to hide and suck it up, right? But when something, when you experience something so young and you're told, don't say anything, this is between me and you, right? Yeah. And uh, it happens again or presents itself again later on, which it did. And it happened with um, uh, my brother's hockey coaches at the time. Oh. Yeah. And the same thing, right? It already happened to you once. So right. it's like, it's like you freeze, Right. And I'm always and I and I say it's not that I was there with him, but I've also had experiences like that as well. Um, and so I know what it's like 
when you're in a position where you like you don't you lost your voice right right and um so as you got older and this is where around 20 years old when kind of like late after, right after high school is when you start going out you're partying you're hanging out with your friends you do but all of, all of that was just kind of like masking right? right masking what was truly hurting inside and uh once he um he all of his friends started getting girlfriends and jobs like more like a stable job right he was finding himself where he couldn't keep up right and once everyone else is doing their thing that's when you're alone in your thoughts yeah. right and you don't want to go out you don't want to do anything and i remember in the beginning stages of even his own healing he actually wanted um spiritually he wanted to he was so desperate to heal that right. so he he did uh, a lot of work actually he 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 became a reiki master he he loved meditation and right. he he actually wanted to become a shaman he mm -hmm. really wanted to transform his life and but th this is the thing and this is where even for what i do i'm trying to like tap in i'm not i'm not, i'm not sure where uh, and what about the position that I'm in? How am I going to go about with the spirituality side of things? Because mm -hmm. from what I, from my experience and what I know is that when you're in a space where you're weak and vulnerable, right? There, there are evil entities that demons. know the demons, right? Yeah. And it's like when you're trying and you're 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 trying to make right for everyone else. Like you want to be the helper. You want to be the giver. You want to be the one that wants to help because you know what it feels like to, to be hurt. Yeah. Right. But when you're doing it out of place of almost this inner shame and unworthiness, but you're trying to find it and give it to others. Right. It's not coming from um, like that honest, true self of healing, right. right? There's still pain lingering inside. So for, for instance, him becoming, wanting to become a shaman, like during that process, it was, <coughs> excuse me, it was, it was hard for him because he couldn't let go of that past. It was still so deep inside him. And when he kind of got kind of like a no, he needed to do the work. It was just nothing is going right in my life, even if right. I'm trying, you know, and pursuing this path. And hmm. I remember he he went pretty deep, and in terms of allowing the negativity to enter his his being and listening to that inner negative voice, where it actually starts to take over right? You're in this loophole, right? And um, so later on, he was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia, schizophrenia okay. and schizo, schizoactive disorder, which is a combination of schizophrenia and bipolar. Right. But during that, that happened like later on, 
I do believe with early intervention, which in the, in the, at the time we didn't really know, we never experienced like mental illness, right? right? And, and it's not something that run, uh, runs in our family. So we didn't know how to address it, whether it was like through therapy or doing some sort of holistic healing early on when he expressed, when he was trying to express what had happened to him. Okay. If he was cared for, I do believe and understood better. I, I do feel like things would have been different. Yeah. But um, it wasn't like that. And, and it's tough because if you're in a place where in, in our, uh, um, in our instance is if you're, if your own family, your own mom and dad is not, it can't be that support for you. You're expected to go somewhere else and have strangers listen to you. Right. Right. So there, you feel lost in between. And, um, there was, uh, there was, there was definitely a lot of pain, but I can definitely say the, the, also the medication was Mm. no real, Mm. there's no cure, right? Because if you were to actually do any type of scan, brain scan, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a person who has like mental illness or mental health, right? There's nothing they can see scientifically through brain scans or anything in the body, um, there's definitely some going to be some hormonal imbalance through like blood work when you check it, but a brain is a healthy looking brain. Right. Right. So during the, the beginning process of the trial and error of medication, that really actually messed them up way more than anything else because that chemical imbalance and trying to test what certain drugs were going to do like he went from literally being like a zombie at one point where I remember when they were, when they gave him certain drugs, like, like it was so hard to watch Right. You know, where he's just staring blankly and hmm. I'm like, okay, this is, this is not it. And uh, uh, later on, he ended up getting uh, this type of drug where it's like an injections and that seemed to, to help. But the eight years at the time of just trial and error of medication and doing this and doing that. And, yep. you know, my brother went through um, a lot of trauma going in and out of the hospital, like feeling scared, uh, being, yeah. you know, like they're, they're going to, you can only imagine if you're going to be restrained, you're going to yeah. act out of a rage and being forced. And so it was that, that, part of the journey was really hard to witness and especially at the time not knowing really what to do right um, right is it's it's tough but now i see things in a totally different lens because i knew being a spiritual being and knowing that my brother did lead that path towards the end i remember it was like about two months before he he passed he 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 looked at me and he remember he was crying and he's like, I like, I can't do this anymore. He's like, I'm, I'm, I've tried to hold on for so long. And it's like, at that point he wasn't holding on for himself. He was trying to hold on for us. Right. Right. And uh, I remember for the very first time, I didn't actually try to save him. 
I was actually listening and having the sense of compassion. And I'm like, I'm not going to call, you know, the police to come get him, to try to save him and go through that torture all over again. And I I just, I just felt in that moment, it, it wasn't my right. It wasn't my place to do that. And I was just listening to him and they didn't want to cause that type of trauma again because it was just over it's like another repeated cycle all over again and I remember looking at him and I just felt like there's nothing in that moment that I could have done other than just be there and hold him Hmm. and just wipe his tears down right and um, it was tough and sharing like you know one of our like that last meal he loved pizza and wings <laughs> and, um, i remember that as i bring it gets me all a little emotional now yeah but after that i am then it was like about it was tough because i uh, there'd be days where he wouldn't eat you know i have to buy him you know groceries um make sure he was fed. It was, it was a lot. And it was something that towards the last two years, I think of his life that even my parents, it was so hard for them. They, they would want to know through me, like, did he eat today? Did you, did you buy him the groceries? You know, they didn't, it was just, it was a lot for my parents to handle too. And uh, so that last, so I remember the, the week of, I remember him, he called me and I was cooking for the kids and it was like, yeah, in the afternoon and I pick up the phone. I didn't want to not pick up the phone, but uh, so I picked up the phone and just like a normal day. Right. Um, And he was just, he wanted to talk and he did seem a little, now that I look back, he did seem a little bit quieter, just wanted to have a conversation but I was in that moment of, you know, cooking and the kids are there and I'm like, oh man, it's like not the right time. I'm like, listen, like, just I'll call you back. I, like, I'm a little busy right now. I'll call you back. Okay. And um, I never did. I never called him back. Hmm. And the last thing I hear is just getting that phone call on September 11th, 2022. So you can only imagine the all the thoughts of like, maybe I could have done something. Maybe I could have stopped it. Maybe if I just had that one last conversation with him, like maybe I could have saved them. Right. And uh, through my healing journey, I, I realized that no matter what I, there's nothing I could have done to save him. That was his way. And there's a lot of things that he did symbolically because he wanted to be closer to God. He, he's like, I need to go to the light because he was just so aware of the spiritual realm and being so connected to God. He, he, it was the way he died was my, in my heart was an act of surrender. Right. It was that this is it for me. I need to move to the other side. Right. And there's a whole beautiful story that leads up that comes right after because what he did was the same thing that his brother did for him. And I'll share that story. 
and this is the the one I, I shared with you, Pete. Right. And um, so the day of his of his funeral, I uh, I remember just looking at him, and he was just laying there. He looked so beautiful, and I just I just looked at him and I told him that I loved him, but I wasn't going to be waiting. I asked him to give me a sign that he he made it to the other side. I just I needed to know. And because of, you know, my, how I was raised and I just, I was, I was raised Catholic, right? So in the form that how he left, right? Um, it's like, there's something in me. I'm like, there's no way that God would not accept my brother. Like, you know, he's his child. Like, there's no way. And when I asked for the sign, that was it. Like I knew it was coming. I just, there was no, um, I wasn't having an expectation as to when it was going to come or nothing. I just, that was my moment of surrender. And um, once I, when I asked him for the sign the next day, when I came back to gather his belongings after the mass service, I, um, the embalmer, she, one of the embalmers and like the assistants that was there, she kind of just sat beside me and I just said out loud that I, I'm just, I'm just waiting for a sign from my brother. And she looks at me and she starts getting all teary eyed and she kind of caught me off guard. And she said, she asked me if I was spiritual and hmm. yeah. So I said, yes, absolutely. And so she goes on by saying, I don't normally do this because you just don't know how families are going to react, especially with what had ha just happened. Right. Um, but she said, I feel like this is something that, that you can receive. She said, and she's like, I have something for you. So she goes to the office as she comes back and she brings like a note and I, oh my God, in my head, I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, he wrote a letter. Like he wrote us a letter. <laughs> and um, so I, I go on and read it and it was just absolutely beautiful. And, and how it was articulated, like it showed like the sadness, the suffering, all the pain and the darkness, but also this peace and calm and happiness and like that transition kind of into the light. And the way it was written, I'm like, this is my brother. Like, yeah. where did you get this? It was just <laughs> it, the words and the stuff. My, 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 uh, my brother loved to journal and, and write and do poetry. It was just, it was exact, as, as if I was reading my brother's like writing. And um, right. so she said, I believe wholeheartedly that your brother came to someone I know. And my heart kind of just sank. I'm like, I need to know more. Like, who is this person? She couldn't really explain exactly. Um, so I asked her just to give me his contact information and we connected. And then he okay. goes on by sharing his story. And uh, so I was like a week later, I was able to connect to the guy and it's actually incredible. I actually still connect with him. And it's mm, cool. Yeah. He, because I'll, I'll share in a, in a moment, but so he said that, just for starters, like uh, Jennifer, the embalmer, she she had been doing that type of work for I think, over a decade, and she's never 
experience this type of energetic force when getting someone ready uh, for their family. And she said, this was just so strong that she, she, she finished work and she had to express and share it with somebody. Cause usually with that type of work, it's not that you're going to, so how was your day? <laughs> right. right, it's just right. Kind of those things that you, it was in a normal day, you just kind of like, just leave it at, at work type thing, but she had to share and she shared it with her, with her friend. And that's where that connection was bridged. So then when he goes on by sharing his story, he said, I, it was just a normal night. I was just watching TV and my kids were sleeping and all of a sudden like the door opens and he didn't think anything of it. He just gets up, closes the door, goes back to watching the TV. And um, he said within like a couple minutes later, the door opens again. And then he's like, at that point, he's like, maybe it's the kids or something. So he gets up, opens the door. The kids are not there. He goes, checks on, um, uh, goes to their bedroom. They're sleeping. He's like, that's odd. So he comes back, he shuts the door. He makes sure that it's shut. And then he goes back to watching um, TV again and he ends up falling asleep. And then around, he said around three thirty four in the morning is when he wakes up. And when he wakes up seconds later, the door opens again. He's like, at that point, he's like, okay, something or someone is trying to get my attention. He said he didn't feel scared or anything like that, but he just, right. he, that curiosity kind of like started building up and he's like, so he got up. He went to the door, he opened the door, like kind of like a little kid opening the door a little fast and turns on the lights. And he saw, he says that he saw this tall, like shadow. It was like, like a, like a person. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just, you know, catches you off guard a little bit. And then he sees the shadow walk toward, like uh -huh. move towards his room. And he said that he just ended up taking a step back to kind of allow this presence. And he said he didn't feel scared. And as soon as he allowed the presence, he, you can feel that energy. That's this right. spirit that's there. And he said, as soon as he allowed that presence in, it's as if like his whole body went through like this shift, like this, like almost this, uh, almost like this electrical uh, feeling. And once he felt that he had these urge to write and it was like, it was like, you're at that time, he didn't know it was my brother. He was like, it's like this person was just sharing just so much. And I was feeling, it was like, it was the feeling of the, how it felt to be in a dark place, to suffer and the pain. But then it kind of, uh, turned into that happiness, calm and peace. Right. And that's exactly how it he wrote. And then as soon as he was done writing, that's when he closed his eyes hmm. and he closed his eyes and he said, that's when I saw your brother. Um... And, and then he's like, but this is the part that I didn't understand. I saw your brother with another man that looked exactly like him and they were walking towards this like big bright light and it's as if they were twins and mm. that's when my heart sank because my brother was a twin 
And nobody would have known that. My mom was actually listening on the phone. And she just like pale. And she just, oh my gosh, like my son reunited with his brother. My mom lost my brother's twin when she was pregnant. So my brother, essentially, my brother's brother um, was waiting for him. Right. And they were walking <laughs> together towards that light. And then, so earlier, earlier on, it's, I kind of mentioned that this is what he did essentially for me because my, my brother knew the the journey that i was that i was leading and he being in this space i understand now that he is he's guiding me he's guiding me and he has already told me several times that transitioning was now his way of helping from the spiritual realm and uh, connecting with my brother. And imagine experiencing that first um, sign when I asked for it and him delivering literally the next day. Right. I thought that was it for me. Like, like thank you. Like, it's amazing. Like, I, I couldn't, I think I couldn't have asked for anything else kind of thing. But it, but it didn't end there. It right. was yeah. constant. Yeah. It was... He was always present through so many different signs, so many different ways and how he presents himself. And I have like a hundreds of stories, but it's, it's just beautiful um, to see this connection that we have with our loved ones in spirit. Like, even though he left the way he left, like everything still has a greater purpose if we right. allow ourselves to be open and not to to dwell and be angry and hold guilt and resentment and all that. And those are the things that are weighing us down so heavily that it doesn't allow us to see the potential and the possibilities that are actually waiting for you. Right. So it was in that journey. I, it was, it caught everything kind of caught me off guard because I was grieving. My brother just died and here I am talking to him after like when he's in the spirit world and he's connecting right. with me, he was wanting to make, and in the beginning it was like, it was so much because he wanted to be like, to really tell me that he, he used to call me Nube. It's like, Nube, I'm here. <clears throat> so going through all those experiences, I, I couldn't kind of like turn my back on it. It was, I knew that something greater was to come from it. Right. And I, I dove into a deeper uh, spiritual practice myself because if I'm going to do this, I need to heal myself, reconnect with myself so I can connect greater, not only with my brother, but with this higher force, right? right. And, um, but during that time, I remember it was like, two months after 
getting all these i was like on cloud nine i'm like oh my gosh we, <laughs> it was like through dreams and signs and through music and it was like numerology and like all these things were just like all the time and even um even through like a wasp oh my gosh i have a crazy story with that as well but and during that time what started getting me into this even more is because about a week and a almost two weeks late uh, after my brother my best friend's friend who was our age oh i was three, 36 he had a heart attack <clears throat> and um he they found him in in, in bed in bed and he was there for a, for a while unfortunately and so i remember the very first time i got like the the signs i i just kind of like put it out there and i've learned that when you do speak to spirit and it's you they don't like read you know your your mind so it's just right. it's through right. your voice and um i just like i i worked with my brother i just want to know if if it actually works if i call on a specific person i mean spirit at that time right so i just asked i'm like and his name was sergio at the time and i just asked sergio i you know i just want to know for for my friend's sake like she's she was also um having a hard time and because i had this experience she's like no well maybe you know i want to know if sergio made it right right so i asked them i'm like you know in any way that you want to send me whether it's through my through dreams sign anything like i'm open and you know obviously no pressure kind of thing um and that was it and uh and then that night i uh i remember i was i was having a kind of like a, that moment uh remembering like i was looking at old pictures of my brother and when we were kids and it was like oh it was a hard it was hard because only at that point it was like not even two weeks later and I remember going uh, to bed and I was trying to recollect myself and I ended up falling asleep hmm. and around five, five, yeah, I remember at five in the morning I woke up and I just went to the bathroom, came back. And during that time, I went through a very deep, like lucid dream where it was like, it was like how I am living, like how I am right now. It was just so real. And I remember I was I was be I was in the back seat of a car and I and I, the the person in front of me kind of like almost like an Uber was just was taking me somewhere and it was kind of like country roadish, but but where we when we got there it was um, there was a bunch of buildings, and then when when we parked, uh, uh, the driver just kind of like did one of these like turned around mm -hmm. to like look back, and it was Sergio. What? What? Was, Wait, what? Yeah. So remember the day yeah. before, I asked yeah. him to give me a sign, like anyway. So he gave. He came in my dreams. Oh my goodness! So he was like so glowing and just smiling, and he was a mechanic, so he was driving like this oh. really nice car. <laughs> so I was like, everything just made sense. I'm like, oh my gosh! And and in my head, like that. This is exactly my response. I'm like, Sergio, like you you came like this is incredible right. right so i remember jumping off my seats i was hugging him <laughs> and then i just sat back uh, and then when i sat back i saw my brother 
and it was like his 12 year old self and he was just uh. smiling because i was looking at our our pictures when we were kids so he just he came to me that way and hmm. he was just so happy just glowing and he, i remember he was waving it was just so beautiful and then through that moment when you have spirit connections and even through my experiences yeah it's like have you ever uh actually woken up from a dream where you're like <gasps> like your breath is being taken away yes absolutely so that's actually our spirit coming back into our body right 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 and uh so i have that very often but now um you know i've, able, I've been able to train myself to do a little uh, okay i don't do astral projection often it's, right. i've only done it a couple times but um it's it was just so beautiful like and i, was, I remember just having tears in my eyes and i'm like Oh my gosh thank you both for visiting me all in one and one at once and then yeah i called my friend it was just and i told her the experience and she was like you know so happy that i was able to do that for her yeah and i didn't really know what to expect even moving forward but i know now that after over a year going through many different experiences and i've um i've learned many things and sorry going back and i'm because there's so many stories but going back during that time that i was receiving so many connections with him it was just one day where it just stopped right and i had no idea like well okay maybe well, maybe not today tomorrow and then nothing and it was like a week hmm. i started to build like this anger and resentment again i was like how can you do this to me? Like you, you come, you're with me all the time. And all of a sudden you're not here. Like I was yeah. starting to get angry and um, as if I was losing him all over again. Right. I'm like, don't do this to me. Right. It's like I was holding on to something right. so strongly. And then, but what my brother was trying to Jesus. teach me at the time was the attachment, right? right. When we have, when we hold attachments that we're, there's part of us that still is hurt, yes. right? Because if anything in your life, when if something in your life currently right now that is removed from your life hmm. and you feel this like negative emotion, then there's, there's something there that needs to be healed and mended. Like right. in this, right. we don't have those awareness, that awareness until something is kind of, it is taken away. Right. 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 Um, and, but during that process, I think it was about a month in and I actually started making myself sick. Oh, shit. Like I was, you know, it was like the, I wasn't thinking properly. I was like the brain fog headaches. Um, I was losing weight. I was just not myself. And right. really threw me off was I started to get skin rashes. Hmm. So it's that in itself tells me how powerful our mind really is and how our thoughts can make us sick 100% illness yes. all these things right and it was incredible i had this shift and it was like a, a literally my life turned like literally whole 360 i'm like there's no way that i'm doing this to myself I, I, I'm like, at that point, I'm like, Justin, 
you're watching me right now, like literally <laughs> destroying myself. I'm like, no, I'm done. Like I literally right. got up. I'm like, enough. Right. <laughs> like I'm not. And it was like, again, I went back into like my spiritual practices, just leading with just full, like just gratitude. And right. even on the hard days, even on the days where it's hard, <laughs> still showing gratitude and just even in moments where I'm like, I don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. But right now it's like, I, I need to cry. I need to let go. I need to feel. And I know it's going to get better. But right now I've learned not to suppress. I've learned to release. I've learned to be vulnerable. I've learned to let go. I've learned to, to really own who I am. And I think that's our, our true mission in life is to master ourselves because when we can do that we're in a whole different space where we just have this positive this energetic vibe that we attract what we are right 100%. and um it was um so that alone taught me such a beautiful lesson and my life just just changed after that and now being more aware and not being and just even sharing this story publicly was right. was literally a, on his one year uh, anniversary okay and after that day it was literally that that evening and i literally heard my brother said finally it's <laughs> like <laughs> so finally right and because that opened up so many doors because i had a lot of people ex share their stories because i feel We've all had stories like this in one way, shape, or form where people think that coincidence or right. um, this feeling or could it be or maybe not. It's because we're not trusting in ourselves. Right. Like Weird. Something, right? Yeah. And it's like, no, there's no way. But I've had a lot of experiences when I was younger. Yes. And, you know, you try to ex express these to uh, my parents and they'd be like, oh, my gosh, say you know, pray on all father. You know, but um, I actually remember vividly when my grandmother came to visit me too. I was like very, very, very aware. And I knew that it was her. I smelled her. She hugged me and it was, uh, it was beautiful. And I remember sharing that and it was like, you know, I was dreaming, but it wasn't a dream. Like I felt it and many experiences even yeah, lots of experiences when I was a kid, even with my brother. And it just shows that, especially children, right. when, we're, when we're young, and it's usually like until like seven years old, they say where children are in that growth and they're absorbing, absorbing everything. It's like when they're learning the most, and, right? And it's the same way with spirit, right? That's why it's so easy to connect with spirit. So if you ever watch that movie, The Sixth Sense, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. it's literally it's... i mean some people can see but i've never seen right. but it's kind of the same way right it's this yeah it's this knowing and if you've ever had an imaginary friend like it wasn't imaginary mm -hmm. right? right it's, it's, it's right. this connection and you know my brother has come to my kids too and i see it i'm seeing it i'm like this is incredible i've seen my <laughs> my, my son have a com conversation with him and just know of his presence and my daughter playing you know, hide and seek with my brother. And this was like right. two weeks after, or three weeks after he, he had passed. And it was just, it's just incredible. Like, and I feel that's what we're kind of striving for in life really is to create that stillness and that 
not wearing or bringing the past with us, like this huge luggage of weight with us. Right. Right. Car and it's, right. <laughs> and then we're not worrying about the future. Right. And it's the past and the future is what's holding us literally captive and like in this cell where we're actually not even living. Right. We're not living at all. No. And it's just, it's incredible once you can let go of those two and just be present. You're, oh, wow. It's just incredible. It's in, such an incredible feeling. And your mind and your being and just your essence just, just changes. You're in a whole different, um, just way of life is just so different. Like, you know, I can humbly say that I, I'm not a, like, I'm not afraid to die or anything like that. Like, I know that there's this knowing that I'm here right now. And every day that I, that I wake up, my purpose is still there. Like there's still something greater to achieve, right? We all have that. We all have this purpose. And the more we tap into who we are individually, right. we get to inspire others to collectively we're doing the same right and by that we are actually lifting each other and we're doing this for like kind of like humanity right because we're all in some one way or another we're we're hiding we're there's we're wearing a lot of masks right and it's being your who you truly are not being afraid to share it and this part of me, I, it was it was tough to share. I mean, I was, you know, I go to work and I loved my family. I, I was always been someone who was driven and 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 always had a positive, optimistic uh, outlook on life. But to come out and be like, okay, I I now connect with spirit. Right. I my life is totally different, and now I'm actually helping others to do the same. And right. when you're living life. We just just kind of trekking on but this holding on to this again this pain that you're just it's just there and it's always going to be there it's like and that's what makes people sick when you know when it comes to like any sorts of types of diseases where even in health and fitness right you know that alone which i've also seen is you know, you eat well, you, you go to the gym, you look great. <laughs> They're suffering inside. They're suffering right. so much inside. And then that avoidance in tapping into their spiritual essence where they're not nurturing is what's like literally killing them. Like it's, right. when you're feeling that type of pain, it's your soul literally telling you, take care of me, yes, like, yes. make time, make space for me. Like I'm here right. for you. Just, just try to let go. Like, let's lo let's, let's do this together. Right. right. And it's in that letting go and of expectations and all those things. We, we free ourselves from so much It's truly liberating and it's, but it does require work. It requires practice. Right. right? right. Just like Absolutely. anything else. Right. You're Absolutely. not going to just, be good at something. It's and the same thing with meditation. It's, it's most people, it's very uncomfortable. It's like you're right. sitting there, you're listening <laughs> to the music and it's like, you know, you're thinking about so many different <laughs> things and it's like right away you think this is not for me. 
It's the same thing when you <clears throat> when someone's going to try the gym for the first time. You know, I being in the health and fitness and being a coach and personal trainer and CrossFit uh, coach, it's you see it all the time. People would come to the door, yep, not even walk in and leave, and they'll do that for like maybe a month until one day the courage right. to walk in, <laughs> and it's like okay, treadmill. Let me right. be on the treadmill right, for right. a month, and then maybe I'll try start doing some strength training. But imagine the process, right? It's a journey, right? And uh, if we were just taking it day by day, you'll see the little increments. It just starts piling on, and then you 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 do change. And I do believe people can change. They just have to want it right. enough and see beyond what they're seeing in that moment. Right, because we all have the potential to to do amazing things, right? One hundred percent. And it's like um, you, you said it. So many people focus, and it's great, right? It's, it's a long journey. It's uh, anything is better than nothing. But we focus so much on our physical being, physical, physical, physical. How do I look? How do I feel? I want to live long, so I take care of my physical self. But they forget that your mental self and your spiritual self is so much. I want to say so much more important than just your physical being. Mm-hmm. You could always change that like mm-hmm. through food, right? And exercise. But like here, it takes a lot of work. Like it's a lot of believing first, which is yeah. the hardest part, right? You tell these stories. Yeah. I'm sure there's a thousand people that are like, that doesn't sound real at all. It's like, no, yeah. a lot of people are different. Some people are gifted as yourself. Right. You do see things, you do feel things, you do feel and see extra. You know? but we all have this gift, though. We do. We do. We do. We, other people just block it because it's yeah. I'm weird now or I'm crazy yeah. to think yeah. that way, you know? So great. Thank you for that. Cause that's, that's yeah. Enough. No, it's, it's, and the thing is for, for people who are actually wondering, well, why is that even the case? It's like we are programmed. Like 90%, right. you know, right. if anyone knows Code of Venta, you right. know, I always I love using this line because right. imagine if 90% of who we are is programmed, aren't you curious to know who you really are? Right. 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 Imagine like, if you're this 10%. And what's incredible to me is like this 10% that you have is what kind of keeps you going. Like there's this sense of like, I'm doing this and I don't mean, I don't feel like a hundred percent that this is what I want to do or what feels right for me, but you do it anyways. Cause again, anywhere along the lines, we're not even pressured. You feel like you need to go this direction, but your heart is not pulling you there, but you go because that's what you feel that you, that you think you need to go. But then there's something that's kind of always pulling you back a little bit. And that's where that unhappiness comes in because we are not nurturing that side that is needed gets literally screaming for help so if 90 percent of our thoughts the things that we do our habits even how we speak Mm -hmm. right it's all been we we were trained and taught right and that can be like what school did you go to who who were the kids that you were hanging around with when you were what Mm -hmm. did you see Right. right. What did you uh, what, see? What did you see? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, it's man. Like, the, 
being a five-year-old growing up in the 90s, between five and like, I would say 13, like that's a huge chunk where, I mean, guys, and I say five is usually when really kids can, can kind of go back and really remember like certain right. things, right? Not everything, but you remember the things that left an emotional imprint, something that made you right. feel something, right? right? So that's why when you get older and certain things may happen or you see something, you don't even know why, but there's this emotion that kind of comes up and you're like, where did that come from? Right. But it kind of trickles down to your first initial experience when you were maybe five, six, seven, eight years old or whatever you had this emotional response that now is being kind of like triggered, if you will, uh, by something else that you're experiencing right now. Right. So when you start to go back and forth, that's why this process of healing can be very hard for people and don't want to go dive in too deep because it's like when you have this like look and it'd be like oh my gosh my entire life is almost a lie right 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 so you go through this like bit life. of a mind um f if you will yeah you know and it's like holy and now you're telling me that i can actually choose like how I want to live, how I want to be, how I want to act, how I want right. to talk, how, I wanna, you know, it's like you, you become this creator. Right. And once you, you really embody that it's, it's when really things, things change. You just, it's, it's, it's an incredible journey. And, and, and anyone, you know, even listening to, to, to take on that work, it's, and if wondering where do we even start, right. it's it's really just declaring that this is a, what you want. Because if you're not declaring that you want to recreate yourself and be your best self and be this human being that can actually create impact, right? It's as soon as you declare, then there's nothing that's going to stop you from getting in the way, even if we go through some road bumps, even if we're going to be, because uh, challenges are going to come, right, through the, through this journey. And, and it's preparing yourself for that and knowing that, okay, now in my life when things happen, I don't, I don't dwell on it. I don't think, I just, okay, this is happening for a reason. It's either a lesson, I'm, I'm going to grow from it. And, and that's it. That's how little how I think of it, right? It's, it's not overanalyzing. It's not why me. It's not yep. why this or that. It's just, okay, I'm, this is supposed to happen this way. I'm right. not going to fight it, <laughs> right? And, yes. and then, yeah, it's just it's this, this journey of life becomes this, um, I love being in the unknown, right? right. It's just, you know, you're, you're actually living, right? You're not thinking so much that you're so like, again, this tunnel vision where, you actually can now look around and make eye contact maybe with somebody or if see something <laughs> that you would have never have seen if you were just so focused on, you know, getting to work or going where you need to be, or just thinking about like, you know, what happened two years ago or, you know, right. it's just, you become more open. You, you start to, um, to invite new possibilities, new opportunities, new views, new, you know, you start to see things differently and the people around you is just, it's, it's honestly amazing. Once you, you get to that place, it's like you're in this beautiful kind of, you know, you don't see all the, the things that are happening 
around the world and it's not to negate what's happening but if in that moment what can you do right like dwelling on things that you have no control of right it doesn't serve any any, anybody and of course not yourself (laughs) and uh yeah it's just it's an incredible experience and uh i'm 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 honored that my brother you know uh, allowed me to uh, not even allowed me that brother just kind of shine that extra light on me to to pursue this and right. to help others as well because people who are experiencing these things or have um maybe even the past and they just don't know and it's just it's one of those things that just sticks with them and then when you hear and that's that's why when i said when i shared my story it kind of like ignited something that happened right. to somebody and it's like i knew it wasn't crazy i, I knew i experienced right. that i knew i felt that I, and right so all these things started to come up and and it's you start to trust, right? Because that's I think the biggest goal too is 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 trusting who we are and trusting what our body is telling us, right? right. And just being able to listen. Because I think we've all experienced too when we were younger. How many times did you did your body and your gut it told you, <laughs> don't do it, don't do right. it, Pete? Right. Right? But you mm. still do it. Still did it. <laughs> still did it. Right? Or and again, same thing where it says, do it, go for it. And then you don't, right? And it's... Um, that's, but worse. Worse. <laughs> that's, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse. That's <laughs> worse. Oh, gosh. No, I know, right? It's just... And and that's just it, right? We It's this fear. But what are we really fearing? Right? What are we truly scared? Right. Right? About... And um, if it's failure, man, fail as many times as you need to. Right? Right? You're going to keep growing. You're going to learn something every time. Yep. And every time you do fail and whatever it is that you learn, imagine the accumulation of all the things that you've learned. It's like right. that one time that you actually decided to try again and then you make it. All right. That's it. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's the that's the feeling, right? That's what you mm-hmm. you work for. And it's funny you say that because um even more presently for myself right it just connects your story connected once again um i was getting super overwhelmed with just like you know we're in a new city we just moved here pretty much two years ago so still trying to figure it out and um i'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to to do this do that like i went came from new jersey owning my own business for 15 years and now i'm here doing whatever Mm -hmm. i have to do to do things and it's the overthinking got to me Mm -hmm. the being being in the future Right, living in the past, but mm-hmm. what I was forgetting was just being grateful that I got two feet to step on, you know. And once I started doing that, even if someone is bugging me, I say, "Thank you for that person that's bugging me." Or I really want to say other words. I'm trying to be clean, <laughs> bugging me. <laughs> but like they're teaching me a lesson on patience. Oh, so thank you for the patience yeah. to to deal with it. And the days are so just putting it like two weeks ago, because mm-hmm. I was going backwards. I was like, man, it just made such a difference. And you said it before. And just even now taking it day to day and staying in the present is absolutely. I, it, love, you know? I love what you said about, you know, when people certain people come in your life, they're yeah. like testing you. Yes. Right? And, it, and it exactly is it. It's being in a space where if something is would would normally get you upset or triggered or, or just like yeah. oh, right? yes yes but now you're actually 
switching it and now you're controlling the situation right 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 because i control how i feel i cannot control them you know and that's exactly to them so exactly and it's just amazing that you know that you're able to do that because you start to see the magic in it right when things actually start to to shift and things start to actually work out because what your thoughts and how you speak and all those like whether it's something even negative you're actually attracting all that into your life right so if you're getting pissed off at somebody (laughs) guess who's kind of be there like two blocks down the road someone else is going to piss you off yep all day and it's just like we've all had those moments even i have when i have to remember remind myself how many times i'm sure this happens everybody you're so frustrated and you get this or that and then your pocket or something gets caught on the door. Yep. Everything's after me. Yeah. This uh, too. Come on. Yeah. Right. And it's just one hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. We can change. You know, in an instinct, a moment we decide. You know what? Take a breath. Take three, four breaths, as long as it, as long as you need, and then just. Just switch to be like, okay, you know what? The rest of the day is going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be better. Right. Right? right? We can switch it. Right. It's just being aware of what just happened. Right. Taking control, owning all right. that stuff that was happening in your head that led to something else. And that awareness turns to you just literally took control of a situation. And now you decided how you wanted the day, the rest of your day to go. Right. And then if you follow through, you're going to be at the end of the night, you're going to be like, wow, that was, that was a great day. Right. right? And then being grateful. Right. And it's, um, yeah, it's incredible. That's why, that's why this journey is, is, is fun because like you start to pick things, you start to right. analyze yourself in a, in a different way where you're not judging yourself. You're more like, okay, I get it. Right. I see where this is coming. And right. you start to see and have a, this, you start to have more compassion for yourself, right? Yes. Because, you know, there's, there's reasons why we, we respond the way we respond. And, um, and it's, but then it's realizing that we don't want whatever happened in the past or this or that right. to, to control us, right? And then it's in letting go that, that things definitely change. True. So yeah, it's, um, so I'm so happy for you too. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. It's incredible. It's, uh, yes. you know, you sharing even just briefly that, you know, you also have gone through, you know, your struggles in the past too. And just to be where you're at right. and even the name of your podcast, you know, mental mobility. And it's exactly what we're even talking about is that we have that capacity to move things and change things and, choose what we download choose right. what we want right right and 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 knowing that and being in that space where we can choose um it's, it's just incredible and and i love seeing stories and hearing your story too and and coming out strong and it's just it's amazing you know you're also inspiring a lot of people and and we don't we don't, we're not alone. No right. one is alone. And once you, you come out of that, you're going to start to see the right people are going to start showing up. Right. 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 And, um, That's cool. 
It's good. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. So congrats. Thanks. <laughs> Real quick, um, I have to go pick up my daughter from school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you right now, would you like to do part two and part three at any time of this podcast? Absolutely. I, can, I have so many stories to share. <laughs> Especially, I'd love to see what the response of right. those who are watching and what they're also maybe curious about learning, right? Because this is, for a lot of people, this is new. And, yeah. um, especially, and, and especially those who, who have been brought up through, uh, certain teachings, whether it's religious and that, and I, and I get that a lot as well is like, man, like I want, I, I hear what you're saying, but like what I've been taught, it's not right. We, we don't go there. Right? right. But it's like, I want to know, I want to learn out, but it's like, they feel bad or there's guilt or this. So, and I've said this before that if there's anything that makes you feel guilty, you know, feeling that there's this sense of judgment or this, um, the resentment, the, all those things, like, then it's, it's a time to reflect and question, like what it is that your beliefs, if they're, if they're leading you to feel that way, then it's like, okay, that's that's not the place that we wanna we wanna be, right? This in this space of you know spirituality, it is all love. There is no judgment. It is unconditional love, right? It, it's it's we are spiritual beings, and it's in accepting that and nurturing that. There is no judgment, right? Right? There's no anger. There's no fear. There's none of those things are are there, right? And it's uh, it's. It's just such a great learning experience. So I, I really would love to know what what people actually think. And I'm, I'm ready for the challenge, too, because I know I, I do get a lot of different questions. And uh, yeah, I can I could talk about this stuff forever. And it's and it's really through my experience. I whatever I don't know, I right. will definitely say I don't know. But it's just what I know. I could absolutely yeah. I understand that. So that's great. Yeah. I love the um, I just want to say thank you. All right. Yeah. Before anything happens. But I appreciate you coming to the podcast and sharing the story. But next podcast, now we've covered a lot about your brother. We want to know, I think, more about what did you do to cope? Mm -hmm. What did you do to get through that tough time? Because as hard as it was for him, a lot harder for you. But what are the things you did after? You know, we talked about that shortly, but let's talk about that next time for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's a whole, whole new, whole new journey. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming out. I do appreciate it. 